the man, the myth, the legend, Hawkeye. <laughs> Mate, welcome. G'day. G'day. Welcome. Thanks Thank for uh, one of the originals of RDM. Welcome to another episode, obviously, is Zal and I've got Rick with us. Hawkeye, mate, I'd love to start. I don't know if I've ever asked you, actually. Where, where does that nickname come from? Talk to me, man. Okay, it's a very interesting one. Um, it comes from when I was a Cub Scout leader, or training to be a Cub Scout leader. And um, you had to pick a name from the Jungle Book, like Mugwai and Bagheera and all those. And then there was an extra list you're also allowed to use. And Hawkeye was in there. And... At school, I was always the one that noted the behaviours and the personalities of kids that people didn't quite see. And um, I just thought, oh, that's an appropriate name. But the funny thing was, it turned out when I was growing up, uh, my first ever job, a bloke called me Kimosabi in the factory I first worked in when I was about 15. Growing up, my dad called me Geronimo. Then when my hair got longer, my name became Apache. These are just names that people gave me, all like Indian yeah, yeah. names. So when I saw Hawkeye, I just thought, well, it's got to be that one, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be the one. But um, yeah, what do you do, mate? You work with kids in um, pretty pretty tough situations as well, I guess, with, with some of them and trying to handle and help and mentor them as well. Share a bit about that, mate, like what you're actually doing and the, the, the kids that you work with and help. Yeah, working um, as a, an integration aide, in primary schools, so that's foundation to grade six in Victoria. And um, it's basically um, the ASD, the autism spectrum kids. So it's mainly autism, it could be Asperger's, but you know, that, these days the kids have got quite a range of conditions and labels. But um, just about um, helping them focus so the teachers can focus on the rest of the class as well, but the kids don't get left behind. So it's basically just trying and using their strengths. So um, I'm not your pen and paper kind of guy or aide, so I'm more of the hands-on creative side. Having um, grown up with ADD myself, so I've also got a very creative mind. So when these kids picture things that they want to invent, somehow my mind can just go, well, I can get this and I can get that. We can put that together and this will do this. How's that sound? So then I just somehow throw education and their curriculum in with that. So how are we learning? What do we get from that, you know? And just remind them of maths. Oh, we've got two of those. We have, you know. So we just throw the learning in. But it's basically for my... From my angle, just um, supporting them and trying to find their strengths. And that's the beauty of the um, the kids that need the help is they've got these remarkable strengths that just your nine-to-five kids sort of don't have. And I kind of call them like a survival uh, kit that they have. You know, they have these things that just make them who they are and they know, yeah. Isn't it fascinating, man? Like you look at that and people perceive that as a weakness in in the world but for me i think that's phenomenal man and i fucking love what you do what you said just then because for me conformity and putting someone in a box and making making it so that everyone fits into that or else there's something wrong with you just doesn't make sense i don't know if you posted it or one of the other dads in rdm but i remember seeing it it was a lineup of different animals and and there was a you know a safari man or whatever you want to call him sitting there he's like okay we're all going to do this test everyone needs to climb the tree just talking to the animals and obviously there was a fish in a bowl and there was an elephant and it was like, 
And then there were animals that would, you know, do it in a heartbeat and um, and they look confused. And the point of it was, and, and this isn't, I mean, my teacher's a, a primary, uh, my wife's a primary school teacher. It's not about hacking on the industry and, and the education industry, but a lot of times it is fucking bullshit because they think kids have to do it this way if they don't, there's something wrong with them. Where what you said, mate, I was horrible in school, very smart when I wanted to be, but didn't align with their approach and methods. And um, I love mm. how you talk about the creative side and how that helps. And do you think that's something that, should hold value as an adult as well even with fathers like you've seen you're in rdm you've been with us since day dot like there are different ways to learn and different horses for courses so to speak on on what's going to help the dad and the man win as well not just as a as a child but in the modern world you know as an adult and father yeah well, that's right we that's what i've discovered there's um many ways to take things on board and you do have your kinetics you know what is it in your visuals seeing, feeling, touching, we all have different ways of learning. And some of us have not just with the different ways, but we also have different strengths. And I think within RDM, it highlights those strengths that you can discover about yourself. Maybe you knew you had, but you were too not confident of having. But um, the beauty is we all have strengths. Now, one guy might be a great in weights and strength and strong and another guy might be a great thinker and another guy might be a great runner um we can't have it you know it might be a rare one that has all accountability you know facets but that's the same thing we have different strengths and we have different ways of learning them and i've watched a few guys take off phenomenally just by discovering how they well, whatever it is that makes them tick, but they've discovered it and I've watched them just go bang. Mm, it's awesome. And, uh, mate, you've been one of those who's done that, but it's taken time to get to that stage. And that's what I love to share with you and, and obviously the dads, the guys listening to this, um, sharing your journey with us, man. You've been with us for, for a few years now and, yeah, talk us through it, mate. You've, I mean, you've changed physically, mentally, even how you look, everything, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you've changed, man. Far <laughs> out, you've changed. It's amazing. And um, and again, I think I've said this to you before, um, Shannon Brenton, who helps me with the, he's in one of our other podcasts, he helps me with the nutrition side of things, and he's a guy who formulates our, our subs and that. And he's almost a bit of a mentor to me, I'd say. He's, he's a great guy. And, and I remember telling him, like, I was like, I don't know how, exactly what he said then, I don't, I'm like, I don't know how I can try and help um rick and shannon's like he'll be your greatest subject mate he'll be your greatest your greatest um one of your greatest learning lessons because you'll find a way to connect with him and you'll need to and this is at a time when like what you said then i was guilty of, of the opposite like i'd think like nah they all have to do it this way but now it's like it's just even i've changed and man you've been a large part of helping me with that i want you to know that because um fuck here we are man share with share with the guys your journey like a couple of years ago where were you what were you doing like with your with your environments, your, your alcohol, yourself, your self-esteem, like what you were doing. Like, mate, I'd love yeah. for you to share like where you were a couple of years ago to obviously and we'll move through to where you are now. Yeah, yeah, well, it's been it's quite, a, quite a contrast. Um, where I was a couple of years ago wasn't a very good space. Um, heavily dependent on alcohol. I've been dependent on alcohol since my early teens, really. Um, growing up with ADD in a dysfunctional family and it's not pretty good stories there. And uh, no role models and I had no um, 
is it role, yeah, role models, male leader, leaders in my life. So basically anything I learned, I have pretty much taught myself in life. But um, I got lost because I didn't know where to go. So I just went and travelled for 20 years and had a great time. But I was always drinking and just partying and trying to escape life. Settled down in Melbourne 13 years ago. Um, when I met the missus, I moved down here. And uh, just a big difference for me having to jump into a relationship, being 10 years single and partying in the outback. Like, it's a big change. And I just kept drinking more, drinking more city pressures, life pressures. And I was just too, though I'm a very strong person, I was still weak in a way because I just let it get the better of me, the addiction, the dependence. And I um, fell into a trap of depression for probably 10 years, but only was aware of it for about six, I'd say. Um, life was falling apart with the ADD. My head was rambling, racing, running. I couldn't get any plain thoughts out. I did neurotherapy which is a uh, biofeedback with computers on your head, did that for 18 months to try and retrain my brain because I didn't want to take medications. But then, uh, anyway, yeah, changed jobs, did rehab jobs, that burnt me out. But I was just an angry, uh, angry, pissed off of the world person. And um, I was working two jobs and I just get home, burnt out, get on the piss, g'day, straight down the... Not even have dinner with my family nearly for two years. It was just getting home and drinking, just hiding. And then when uh, the RDM sort of popped along, you know, I always had a dream of being fit. And every time I've had a couple of attempts in my history in life, I'd do injuries. So I'd be at the gym for a month, shoulder injury. Six years later, I'd go to the gym for a month, shoulder injury. So, oh, I'm not meant to be fit. Ugh, I had that depressing outlook. But, um, yeah, then with RDM, it sort of took on a gamble, you know, being the original guys, you know, we were like, you were new and we were all new and it was a whole new concept. And I thought I've got to give this a go um, because I've had some sort of inner wisdom about me. That's one of my strengths. I don't know where it comes from, but I do have an inner wisdom and uh, it guided me to say, this is where you've got to go. And uh, so we hit the ground running doing um, the first month challenge and then just doing uh, all the other exercises. We didn't really have little challenges then, but we're all getting to know each other. And the shift that happened within me, because I remember being on the holidays and searching for a gym and going to a gym while we were on holidays camping. Now, <laughs> that's not me. <laughs> that's not me, you know, And but I was trying to get out of it. And, um, this was probably the darkest part of me, depression. The last two years of the 10 years of depression was the darkest, horriblest turmoil. And um, just started getting a bit of faith and belief in myself with RDM. And then that's when I had that accident of snapping my wrist. And uh, when I broke fight, the wrist. You had a fight at the pub or something? Remember, you were, I remember you were on one of our coaching calls and you were telling us about it. Was that the one? No, no. It was um, a snatch strap out the front. Oh, yeah. I had it. A snap strap on a car and the lady took off before I could even undo the snap strap so it just took my feet out and Shit. cracked me ribs, smashed me head into the road and smashed, smashed me, uh, me wrist, smashed it 
So, so then that put me out for a little bit, and um, that's I was still in my depression stage. So that didn't help. And then not long after that, I had some seizures, which were unexplained, and they took my car off me. No, I had me seizures first, sorry. They had me seizures first, and they took the car off me for six months. So I couldn't get to a gym, couldn't get to anything, and that was the beginning of, oh, oh this is going to be hard. Then I snapped my wrist. And so then I even, oh, this, is gonna, this is ridiculous. So I just started drinking, you know, and that's when I was in it horrible dark place that I can't even describe to anybody. Um it was just hideous. But um then a few months later did me ankle, you know, <laughs> there was a, a mixture of injuries, remember, and the pole went down me back on the chook pan and put me wrist ramp was it the nail through me wrist building the chook pen. So I just had a calamity of errors like going on. And so I just kept drinking and hiding from the truth and hiding from it. But then um, upon nearly losing my family, I guess, so I had to change. And personally, I went to a Reiki session. That sort of opened up a lot of bad energy for me. Never been to anything like that. And that opened up a lot of, oh, just like a flushing. I just I can't imagine, oh, I can't imagine the feeling I had after that. I was a whole new person and I had clarity that I wanted to be better. So I jumped back into RDM with you guys on the um, thousand steps, mm. and uh, felt like a fish out of water because it was like, oh, he's all. No, I'd been communicating with the group for a couple of months prior, but not active. And then that day, even though I felt like a fish out of water, I felt like I belonged, and I was proud as fuck to be wearing a t-shirt that day, and. Um, that was the kickstart. And then just like, well, I'm going to do this. And so now, what do we quickly fast forward eight months later or something, you know, like mm. it's phenomenal, mm. absolutely phenomenal. You know, um, in January, I couldn't run 500 metres. Now I can run 5Ks without stopping. And this is a log on your shoulder. Pardon? With a log on your shoulder, mate. You post videos <laughs> in the group where you're walking and running with big fucking pieces of tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's it. You know, and I can only do 10 push-ups, and now I can whack out 50 like that. You know, um, just my strength and my belief and my clarity, my meditation has helped as well. And But being in the tribe has been the big ball of inspiration um, that has made me change. And I... It's hard to get across to people just how much I've changed, but I know, and I'm proud to say that I've changed like 360 degrees, you know, I've full circle. And um, the tribe has really helped me come along. You know, I'm not a person that just jumps into a group. I'm not a person that likes to be part of something. I call those people plebs. Oh, look at the plebs. But, um, yeah, but I just love this is like, I don't know. The tribe of brotherhood is just amazing. It just inspires me. It's very special, man. I mean, like, look, the, the originals would know what you've gone through, Rick. Obviously, some of the newer dads in RDM, and obviously the dads listening to this, you know, they, who don't know you. But, 
might not have as much of a grasp. But for me, man, yeah, like that first 12 months was a really to and fro. It was a bit of a tussle. I mentioned that before the pub fight because I remember on one of our coaching videos, you jumped on and you spoke about how you got in a fight with your mate. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was at a pub, mate. It might have been somewhere else. Yeah. Sorry if I got it wrong. But like you, you just – and when you were breaking the whole story down, a lot of it revolved around if you – weren't drinking alcohol or like you said before, like your outlook. um, And it's not that I I throw the words like victim and that stuff around, but there was a period when you were going through the shit, man, you were like, that's the hard part. You weren't going through tough stuff. Like you said, with your wrist, um, your hand, the chook pen, that pole hitting you on the back um, or your issues with with your shoulder. Like, and it's almost like we saw a shift when I caught up with you in Victoria at the start of this year, you turned around from, I'm just unlucky everything bad happens to me, which guess what? You know now that's that's the pattern that we then continue to attract to mm. fuck, look at this bloke. Like he's he's got a sore ankle, but he's rehabbing it through movement. You know, like and, and here we are, we had a good chat. We went and did the thousand steps. I mean, as we're walking down, you and me had a great catch up. And it was like, even since then, man, you've changed so much in the mm. last eight months to where it's now a couple of years where I've just seen this journey. Um of real growth and, and change, Rick, like your physical appearance, your, your mindset, everything, your performance, your energy levels. Um, you know, you're like, you are like the energizer buzzy bunny man in, inside RDM. And didn't you just turn, did you just turn 50 not too long or earlier in the year? Yeah. In April. Yeah. April, yeah. You know, like, it's like, fuck man, people think at 50, you should be slowing down. Like mate, you've, oh. from the man who was, yeah. From the man who was 48, 49 coming, coming into the group. Mate, you've 10x that, you know, it's it's insane. But, um, yeah, 50 has been a remarkable year. Like, this has been my best year personally ever in history. Like, even though COVID and lockdown has been a tough year for everybody, hmm. I knew what I was – I knew I could go two ways. I could go with the rest of society and feel oh, depressed and get on the piss and drink. Or I could say, what's this going to give me? And I had enough of that shit. I wasn't going backwards. So I said, what's, what's lockdown going to give me? Well, it gave me time to focus on myself and get fit. Imagine but how much... Yeah, the imagine, change is... Yeah, it is remarkable, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's massive, man. It's... um, Fuck, imagine how much those uh, liquor stores... I'd love to see the numbers, hey, on, on what their income was this year compared to last year. It yeah. would be insane. Exactly. It's not the answer, though, is it, mate? Like, this is what you've learned. The external, the external environment and the external factors can influence but they ultimately can't create a change which must start from within i mean is that your experience mate Every, there's a spark something happened like something mm. happened here you are now like what what was that what like if you're going to help guide or give some advice or things to dads listening to this like why why change what you know what'd you do what what happened well there's no written format for it i do have an in inbuilt uh, fighting ability, the fighter in me. Like, I do have that as a stubborn Taurus trait, I suppose. But um, I'd had enough. And I was getting sick of the way I was. And for me to change, what the, the, it was just purely timing. It's, um, oh, you know what I can say to people, oh, you know when you're ready, you know, but it sounds cliche, but for me it was just the timing was right. I'd had enough, everyone had enough, but I saw it for once. I, I was the one seeing it. And when I saw it, made that decision, I said, right, you know who you are, you know what you are, let's, let's show people. 
you know, let's stop the bullshit and the excuses and let's try out and prove it to yourself and prove it to everyone else. Like, and um, because, oh, you know, being stuck down for 12 months out of the RDM was a bit bit of a blow mentally in the, um, and it shouldn't matter. And I know now with my recent teachings, it doesn't matter. But back then it made me feel inadequate, you know, and, oh, oh this is no good, you know. Um, I wanted to prove. I wanted to come back and say, hey, fucking, I wasn't bullshitting. I'm here. I'm going to prove it to you. And that's, that was what my driving force was basically saying, you know, I'm not tagging long doing nothing. Here I am. Yeah. The amazing thing is about energy, man, is I saw that. I saw when you saw it, you know. But but then on the on the mm. flip side, like what do you think it is that leads to other men or fathers not seeing? Like why don't they see, mate, for themselves? Maybe others can see it, maybe we can see it, maybe their family can see it. How, how come they can't see it? Is it because they don't create space and type, take time out? They don't have that awareness? They don't? stop and breathe, they don't reflect on their life. Like, why do you think, because, oh, man, there's way more that don't see it than that do. Why? Like, in, in your in your opinion or, like, your beliefs, like, why? Um, that's a lot of what you just said, but um, I think it, it comes to conditioning and we've become, we become conditioned to how we live by past experiences. So we... This is oh this has happened to me before. This has happened to me before. So you're going to predict your future by going oh this has happened to me before. This is you know oh, I've done that once before. Oh yeah that's not going. So you're attracting that line of thought because that's all you know. So that's where you feel comfort. And I think it is a level of comfort. Is well I know I'm here. I'm safe here. If someone comes along that line boundary, I can see it. I can push it out or. Someone's going to climb over from the back fence. I can see that. I'm, I'm comfortable here, you know. It's all about comfort, I think, and not pushing boundaries to go, well, what is on the other side of the fence? What is on the other side of that line? You know, go on adventure. It's becoming adventurous. I think it's just living in a preconceived notion that this is, oh, this is what life's done to me. So this is what it is. This is all I deserve. And that's how I thought. Oh, well, I just didn't draw a lucky ticket. And that was a defeatist attitude, but I didn't, I don't know, I just had no one to teach me in any other different ways. That's an amazing way that you put it, though, man. That's a really, that's a really good eye-opener. You know, like your past patterns position you to go, you know what, I think I know what's going to happen anyway, so that becomes my fucking security blanket, hmm. <laughs> doesn't it? Like, it, And it, might, it still might not even happen. It might get worse, but that becomes yeah. a security blanket. And um and on the flip side, like you said, adventurous growth. Yeah, man, like I can't, like I would be severely depressed, Rick, if I didn't continually grow. You know, it's, it's why I got rid of my gym for a seventh of what I bought it for at the start of this year. But for mm. me, it was like, it was liberating because I'm like, man, this this gym is holding me back. There's nothing against the people or even the format of being a gym owner. Good for them. But for me, I was like, man, I'm. there are so many other different ways that I want to experience life and express the energy I can and this is not one of them and shit man like a security blanket yeah I could, I could have stayed there and done what I knew there's always going to be the unknowns isn't there Rick it's um it's always there isn't it you know there's, none of life, us are different life is an unknown you know 
So it doesn't matter if you think you know and you're comfort in that little zone, still it's unknown what's going to happen the next day. So branch out basically and go and look for it because if you look for it, you're going to find it, aren't you? If you're not going to look for it, you're not going to find it basically. But, um, but yeah, it's just that comfort zone. I think people just get stuck into it and with that becomes, um, what do you call it, like uh, self-imposing limits and beliefs. Oh, yeah, I don't deserve it. The whole self-sabotaging, mate, it's, un- it's incredible, isn't it? A lot of times we don't even know. Mm. Like it's all popping ourselves. We don't know because we truly believe that that's what we're, you know, that's what we're deserving of where it's like, fuck, man, that's not, shouldn't have to be. You shouldn't be settling for that. And um, you and a lot of the dads, Marty's been awesome, Tony Noyes, all the dads have been on this podcast, all the dads yeah. in RDM, they, they do see it at different levels. Like you said, we all, we all have different chapters, but I've really noticed in you and Tony, who was one of our later or most recent podcasts, but noticed it in you, but um, that's that self-belief rising up with that, with weights, with your performance, doing hundreds and hundreds of push-ups and squats and thousands, you know, of squats and it's fucking amazing, man. Like, you know, what's the greatest gift you've gotten? A couple of years with RDM, what's the greatest thing that you now have? Like, yes, you've got physical ability, energy, better health. Is, is mm. it some, some sort of mindset angle or some even a, a mantra or an affirmation that you, you feed yourself? Like, what's the, what's the best thing out of all this you go, like, man, this is, this is my jam now. This is the greatest thing I've gotten out of this from now I can carve out my future even more. Uh, I think the number one thing, which I've seen a lot of other dads develop as well, watching their journeys, is the self-belief. You know, I was hand, touching on it before. You believe certain things about yourself. Well, that's where you get stuck. But now I've got this self-belief that anything's pretty much achievable. And um, if I, it's up to me. If I want to do it, I do it. You know, no one else can do it. And they're the two biggest words I got from this year was belief and choice. Belief and choice and how strong those two words really are when you strip them right back. Um, it's your choice on how you react, your choice what you do, um, and it's your choice on how you believe. So belief and choice. If you've got self-belief and you've got an understanding of that life's choice, you know, your bags are packed ready to go. Yeah, great, great points, man. <clears throat> when I think of that as well, and um, you know, it's it's been a been a great session with you. And I hope a lot of your dads listening to or watching this uh, on YouTube or listening on the different platforms have got um are really understanding that this the simplicity, but the depth of it, belief and choice. And when I hear those things, you know what I actually hear? I hear ownership. Because mm. when I compare that, I'm like, was Rick taking full ownership over all aspects of his life? Even things that were happening to him. Okay, my family's doing this. You know, I take ownership over that is the way I'm going to choose to see it. Even though they're doing that, it might be right, it might be wrong. Who knows? But for me, I can own and control what I can and... um that's what comes to mind. How do you then juggle that? I'm just curious as well, mate, to make sure that you don't let the past muddy the waters of the present and the future that's possible. Because a lot of people do that, man. They, they, they continue to drag the shit through the mud. You look like someone who, from what you've told us and shared with us so far, had some, some pretty muddy and messy ways physically and mentally that you've completely transformed. 
there's a lot of guys who'll be that way. They'll still let the path, they shackle, and it's, they still fucking cut themselves short. Like they get a little bit of a change of success, then they fucking cut themselves short. How do you combat that? Like, well, I've got that doggedness, you know, that bit of fighter about me that I said, you know, and I've always loved a challenge and a physical challenge. Even when I was young, I used to play footy. I used to run 10Ks daily back then and he used to burst my heart, but it made me feel, ooh, you're challenging yourself. So I love that push and that challenge. So for me, I refuse to go anywhere back to where I am and it's come to a point now and it's only taken me this week to sort of realise it that I'm a, I'm a clean slate now. Um, if you went really deep, there might be some childhood traumas in there that need some flushing out, but I'm a clean slate. I don't have rely on anything. I don't blame anything from the past. I'm not carrying any baggage at the moment. So at the moment, I'm a blank canvas and I'm ready to create what my future is. And it's up to me now. And I was only thinking this morning that how much I personally have changed and view the world now, how different it is. I can't wait for each year to tick over. You know, I didn't want to get old, but now I just can't wait for each year to tick over to see, because I know I'm going to get better and better and better, just level up all the time. And I'm excited to see what those level ups consist of. Mm. So I don't want to go backwards. There's no going back for me. There's there's nothing in the past, you know. Mm. That's gone. That's Mm. gone. Done. Yeah. Great way to put it, man. You know, it's a case of, and it's, I, I only swear every now and then, obviously, because I'm passionate or pushing the point, but I say it to myself. When I, when these 50-50s come up where it's like could go one way or the other with something, I'm like, fuck you, little Al. Don't you tell me what to do. Big Al's here. You know, the older version, the greater version, the lesser version, you know, the wiser version, the, the foolish one that's driven with ego or fear or other moving parts. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to go there. I don't, I don't want to become you again. I've already lived you. I've already been you there. I'm done. You know, that, that's mm. how I relate to what you're saying there, man, of just don't. No, no backward step on yourself, and um, yeah, that 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 grit, that, that fight to um, to also know the difference. But then that anticipation and excitement, like you mm. said, like for me, I don't, I don't want to wish my life away, mate. But I know I'm 35 now. I know when I'm 45. Holy shit, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> I can, I can already see it, man. Like it's yeah. almost like for me, and I've got it written on my wall. This is already written in history. All that's left is to experience it because I know in the now. I've got the tools. I've got the men like yourself, the tribe, you know, the, the disciples, mate. We've got such a good crew here where the message is pure. Um, it's not dumping or venting or just shit and then nothing happens or jokes or memes. Like it's it's legit um, and it's life. But you're right, man. Like it's it's exciting because where there's so much unknown in the future of what can happen tomorrow, next month, next next year, it's best to be armed to head into that direction with the right perspective like what you've got right now then the mm. other perspective of oh well fuck you know this has already happened to me who knows what else can go wrong or this will just keep happening and they keep reliving the same pattern but it gets worse because they get older and it gets harder mm. i think it, an understanding if people can get a bit of an understanding about energy life energy it's going to help them even more you know outside of rdm i've done a lot of work looking, delving into energies. Now, I don't mean energy just by, oh, I have a hamburger and that's going to feed my body to walk for the rest of the day. Not that energy, just life energy. And um, I used to be the type of person that 
the voice in my head, we used to have great battles, you know. I'm the type of person who goes, oh, that's hot. If you pick it up, it's going to burn you. Well, I be, used to be the type, well, let's see how hot it is. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't pick that up. <clears throat> but that's... But that's put this playing and wasting energy, you know, and, and that creative thought was so destructive. And now I can see like, oh, don't don't waste your energy there, boy. Come on. Yeah. We're going this way. You know, no rub, no time for rubber necking. Just look straight ahead. Look. Yeah. yeah. It's very valuable, man. Like when you talk about and it's a science, like you know, when you're talking, we've spoken about this before. Everyone's at their own stage, but when you talk about frequencies and wavelengths and vibrations like that is a science man and what you're putting out there it doesn't just happen with like you said your physical energy of uh, or physical output and input of a of food or a burger your thoughts are creating their own life force and that mm-hmm. life force then ultimately a lot of you guys listening to this would know this your thoughts then become the action or inaction that you take so the reality that you create in your own head becomes a reality you put out there in the world this is science man this is Quantum, we're looking at uh, quantum mechanics and literally your frequencies and vibrations. So I get that, mate, because so much of it can be bled and lost to things that don't serve your matter. Yes, you'll get more energy, but you'll never get it back in that window of time. Mm. Like you, you go and do that on the 20th of October, the 10th of October, the 5th of October, Rick. Awesome. You'll sleep. You'll get some physical energy back. But that window, that, that literally, that, that scope of, of life, it's gone. It's done. You know, like people don't realize how valuable that is, man. Like it's really valuable. Yeah. You might wake up tomorrow, but you might not as well, you know, like mm. time and, and life is, is very valuable, but you know, I guess to finish up, it's been awesome having you on mate, but to, um, to wrap yeah, it up, yeah. like, what, what's some advice or just something that you'd love to give some of the guys out there that might be, they're, they're struggling or they're, they're in a bad way. Or they're not quite sure how to break the, the cycle or the rut or, they do have that fear of failure, which for me is baffling because that's exactly where you'll end up failing. Mm. You continue to live that. But I don't like when it just comes from me too, man. Like with yourself, you've been with me since day dot. Like what, what's some food for thought or some advice you can give some of the dads out there? Um, well, I think to be inspiring, like um, I like to inspire people to say, look, I want to be a proof that, yes, you can do it. You know, you're talking to a person that's got not much self-esteem and um, has put a few bucket loads of that into myself now. It's because I want to be proof that you can do it, guys. And you just got to learn to believe in yourself. But how do you believe in yourself? You need to surround and uh, not surround. You need to be in the correct environment. Now, not just... RDM is a correct environment? Yes. The tribe, powerful, very powerful. But that's part of your environment. That's not your environment. So the rest of your environment, you know, your work, your sports, you know, are there idiots? Are those idiots your mates, you know? I've got no no qualm in cutting ties with people. I've had a no-dickhead policy in my life since I was 30. And I had one dick in the last probably eight years that I took pity on and tried to help out. And I gladly cut ties with him a month or so ago. I had one fuckwit left in my life. But um, but that's it. It's your environment. And what can you get from that? Are they going to help you, you know? That's where you get your strength from, your environment. Now, I've got great mates all my life. They're all in a state. They don't do none of this. 
but they're still my great mates. But I don't rely on them to drive me. It's my my environment, you know, and I'm on pages on Facebook and the internet. I hate technology, but I'm discovering technology is quite powerful for learning. And so I'm on a few pages where I douse myself in there and dive in and the people are on different wavelengths and I learn and pick up so much more. And in that, I pick up self-belief. So one is just believe in yourself because you can do it. You're living, you're breathing. If you can walk and lift things, then you've got, you know, you're fun if you're fully functional, you can do anything. You can do anything not fully functional either. Not making sense. But it's um you can do it. It's just believing you can do it and then focusing on that belief and how do I create that belief to get bigger and bigger. You know, even I meditate. I've got ADD. I can't focus on things for long, but I still meditate because I know it'll help. It'll change. Mm-hmm. But um, just don't, yeah, just believe in yourself. Basically, don't think I can't do it because what you tell yourself is what's going to happen. You can or you can't. It's as simple as that. I can, I can't. You know, and I pull myself up nowadays. You know, I was on a professional call yesterday and I said something about myself and I caught myself. Oh, yeah, I am. And I was going to say something negative and I said, no, I don't do that anymore. I stopped saying I am um, because what you tell yourself is what you're going to do. So tell yourself you're going to do it, dads. Believe in yourself. And there's no one there to believe in you. You'll find people to believe in you because they'll want to believe in you when they see you start making the effort first. Mm. So it comes down to you first. No one can do it for you. Mm. But when you're doing it, there's going to be people there that want to chip in and help carry you, basically. Yeah, 100%, man. Some great, great words of wisdom, you know, like that self-belief, self-esteem what you spoke about, like enhancing that, you know, it's something that becomes enhanced and amplified with the right people, the right environment. And what Rick was mentioning then too, guys, is, is correct. Like RDM isn't here to save people. We are a part of your environment, which is a part of many environments, which is your your ecosystem, isn't it? Like, you, you know, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sitting and living in your house but your entire ecosystem has a large chunk of men who fucking love you and want you to win. And you're a legend and part of that. Geez, mate, you'd be hard pressed to, to go wrong or to self-sabotage or destroy yourself when you've got that, that can help you remember, remember what you can do and what's possible, which is what you spoke about. And I get it, mate, you know, whether you have arms or legs or not functioning in the sense of, mate, if you're awake and live and you're thinking it's possible, you can, you can do it. Yeah. You know, the hard part is mate, like when you, when we say this stuff, the alternative, regret, all this sort of shit. You know, I usually follow it up with saying, hey, you don't have to do anything. You can just accept it. It's life. It is what it is. And just make sure you put your fucking hand up and take ownership over it. But even then, it's like, if you don't want to do it, it's already too late, man. Like, even so, like, yeah, put your hand up. All right, I'm 75 years old. I've wasted the last 40 years of my life. I take ownership over it. It's like, well, that doesn't do anyone any good either. You know, like you don't want to be that person who takes ownership over the shit in your life when it's already after the fact and it's been decades. I said this mm. in our coaching video before. You know, I've had three or four big failures, big fuck-ups, and then a lot of the rest of it is feedback, which a lot of that hinges around what you said. You commented on the video and saying your perception at the time. Fucking bang on, man. You know, I couldn't mm. agree with that more. Um, so, no, that's great, mate. It's really, really good to... Uh, 
I guess a call to arms on, on your end for fathers, not, not necessarily to reach out to RDM. This isn't like where we try and sell. We don't, we don't chase people. But just to say, like, find your right environment, find the right people and find the right you inside that, that has that belief and, and backs that up with action. That's it. You know, and I've said since I was about seven years old that I'm going to live to 100. I'm, <laughs> I've said that well, straight out, 100% belief since I was about seven. I'm going to live to 100. And I've kept that in my mind, and I said that, and I still say it. But it was recently I said to myself, what are you going to do at 100? You're going to be pretty stuffed up, man. You're going to be pretty fucked up the way you're going. You know, you might reach a number, but whoopee-doo. So that's been another driving force for me. Was, yeah, I hit 50. All right. Well, I want to be in bloody good shape when I'm 70. Mm. You know, when I'm hanging out camping somewhere, it'd be 70. and be like, as young blokes, we'd be like, Oh, fucking Rick, look at him, eh? Oh, he's a fit bastard, eh? Oh, dude, he looks after himself, you know? But not out of ego and looks, just out of self-respect, you know? They'll be like, you know? Yeah. And that's um showing down the line too what you can do, I suppose. But, you know, you can't rely on people to look after you when you're older. Mm. Unless you've got a big family and you're all loving. But, um, you know, I'm sort of going to have to look after myself, I think, when I'm older and... I want to be able to. And that's another driving force for me. Massive. Massively, man. You know, you're not, I mean, the thing is too, like you're not just talking about, like talking about the quality and quantity, not just the quantity of time, the quality of the time that you have in this world, but also the realisation, man, like we're going to click our fingers. It's been awesome. I've loved doing this with you today. Here we are at the time of doing this. Awesome. You know, back end of October. We'll blink and you will be 70, mate. Like it will go that fast. Like you, mm. you will turn around, you'll turn the corner and then that present moment will be here and that present moment will be Rick who's no longer 50, he's now 70. So like you said, man, investing in yourself now and having that self-belief will pay dividends down the track when there are the people who, oh, well before then, I've got friends that I don't think they'll live to see 60, mate. Not friends, sorry, old school mates, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't think they'll live to be 60, man. It's like, wow, like you could... And then of other people I've worked with, there's one of the dads who I used to work with in my gym, Steve Cotton. I'll try and get him on for a podcast. He's in his 70s. Guy's got fucking bricks for abs and he's like up until lately he was still water skiing, you know, 140, yeah. 150, 160 on the water. <laughs> the guy's in his 70s. He's a beast. Yeah. You know, but who created yeah. that? He, he got the whole, you know, think and grow rich. He gave me the book, was falling apart, showed me it. Like he, he got that when he was a teenager, man. Like that's... Can you see the manifestation of 1% every single day? Those haven't, it's like a mindset and I guess motivational book, but him having that going from rags to running his own business, you know, he's got his own painting business. And it's like, where did that come from? It stems from a seed that was just planted and then raising that self-belief. And, and here he is, he's in his seventies. He, he tells me stories of when he was a teenager, when he got the book and, and went out on his own and did all that shit. But here he is now, it goes fast. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you take your head off to those dudes too because there's no technology out there then. Those days you had to read a book. You had to go to an encyclopedia or a library or something and find a book and read to learn, you know. So that's even more dedication and will. Mm, 100%. Absolutely. Mate, thanks for jumping on. It's been uh, it's been awesome having you. Long time coming. I've wanted to do this with you for a while, but it's I think like you said, timing's everything. It's an amazing time right now, especially to start to head to the back end of 2020 for a lot of dads and fathers inside and outside of RDM to, to hear your story and, and um, yeah, some of the points and pieces where it's been pretty fucking hard for you, mate. And then 
shit, look at you down here, turn it all around, mate. Yeah, credit to you, Rick. Hmm. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's it's amazing. And you got to thank. I've got to thank the guys in there. Oh, you guys are of course the coaches, you know, of course. But also, you know, I've got to thank the guys in the tribe, you know. Um, some of them, I've had messages, personal messages that I inspire people, and that's not ever what I expected, you know. For me, yeah, I get out there and video myself and all that because that's me fueling myself. And if that fuels others, that's great. And that's sort of why I'm always on the video or doing something like that because it actually fuels me. Oh, I can do it. They can do it. Come on, let's do it. You know, and it's that sort of attitude. But I'm one of those guys, I wouldn't do that. Mm. So um, what people have got to realise is everyone's an inspiration, you know. And I watch guys this year, Tony Noyes change around, you know, incredible. Ash Shields. Um, then you've got some guys who are in and out but constantly doing something on the outer, you know, and there's Michael, like Michael Laddard. You don't see a lot of him, but, geez, his growth and his change. So, you know, they all inspire me too, you know, and that's the thing. We all inspire each other. So don't ever feel flattened down, whether you're new, young, old, whatever. It's um, just remember that you do inspire. Sometimes we might not tell you, but believe it, we you all inspire each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Great point of finish on, mate. It's possible. And continue to work on yourself. It's not an overnight thing. Is it? That self-belief also triggers. It takes time to continue to nourish and nurture it, just like a plant, like anything, mate. And we're talking about mm. the veggie boxes that we got in gardens and hey, you don't water it, you don't give it sunlight, don't give it love. You've got to do the same with your own self-belief because there's so much shit out there that will try and pull you down, including yourself at times, the lesser version. Mm. And, um no, thanks again for joining us, mate. It's been awesome having you on. Yep, no worries, mate. It's awesome. And uh, fuck you, the dads. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> those, those who are listening to this, we do have the same shirts. We've got our dad's strong shirts on. We're twins today. And, um, yeah. yeah. A kid saw me at school the other day and said, oh, I like that shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good shirt, man. Looking good, looking sharp. Thanks again, Rick, and thanks, guys, who uh, joined and listened to or watched this. Hope you got a lot of good value out of what, what Hawkeye was talking about because there's, oh, man, the, the dude is, is a wealth of inspiration and knowledge and runs on the board. That's the big thing for me, Rick. That's what got me, you know, the highest respect for you, mate, your actions, doing, not just talking. And uh, you should be bloody proud of yourself, man. So thanks again for joining us. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in for another uh, episode soon of Real Dad Movement Podcast and uh, we'll see you soon. Kick ass, dominate, and don't ever lose that level of belief and like Hawkeye was saying you know it's there it's possible you just got to do it cheers guys thanks mate